Good morning, DCF. So happy you're here with us. So happy to be here on a Sunday morning and give praise to the one who gave us life and life abundantly. So happy to be here to praise the one who gave us a future and a hope that we can walk through each day in joy and contentment no matter the circumstances because he is our joy. So I want to welcome everyone to the house. A couple of quick things. We are a house that believes in the move of the Spirit. So I want to let everyone know if you hear something and you think it's for this house, there are overseeing elders today. It's Diane and Ellen. You can go to them with that and let them know what you hear. And they take care of administrating that. But please, if you feel like God has given you something for this house, please bring it to them so we can hear all that God has for us. So we take a few minutes prayer and start into worship and hear from the Lord what is for us today. So, Father, we come and we say this is yours. This body of believers, this Sunday morning, this worship, this service, this message, everything here is yours. Holy Spirit, we open the door wide and we say, have your way. Do what is in your heart to do for your people. Father, I pray that we honor you in all things. And that we take the joy you plan in us and we explode it out to the world around us. But we come this morning to honor you, Lord, to make room for the Holy Spirit, to proclaim the name of Jesus, and to thank you, Lord, for all you've done. Your name, Lord. Amen.
Lord, thank you we can rest. Because you're good, Jesus, you're good. Thank you that we don't have to strive, God. So during prayer time this morning, we received three testimonies. One, a testimony of where God made provision and breakthrough in somebody's finances where there would be lack, it was returned. There was a testimony of freedom from bondage. There was also a freedom a testimony of healing immediately in the house that happened just this morning. We have been leaning into these things for quite some time. And we are starting to see the fruit of them. So what I want to tell you guys this morning is, if these are things that you have been praying into, what has happened for somebody else, what has happened for these individuals, can also happen for you. Our God is not just limited to doing it for a select few. He is no discerner of persons. He loves his children. What he has done for them, he will do for you.
Your name is healing. 
Your name is over every name. Your name, Jesus, is over everything in this earth. Your name is stronger than any wound, any lack, any need. And Father, we thank you for sending Jesus. We thank you that by his death and resurrection by his stripes we are healed we are free we are complete father right now i ask for this family that you would meet every need and that you would use us to bless each other to meet needs that we would be heart sensitive to your word, heart sensitive to our brothers and sisters in this body and to the brothers and sisters outside this body that you call us to. We thank you, Lord. It's all in you. We lack nothing because of you. And we give you the glory for this day. We give you the glory for what you are doing in our life, in the lives of those we love. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, worship team. That was gorgeous. Good stuff. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to DCF. I'm not sure. Well, I see a few new faces, so welcome to our newcomers. 
if you are new with us, please feel free to go to the dcf.com website and fill a connection card out. We would be happy to connect with you, and we promise not to bombard you. Just we'd like to know who you are, how you came to us, what you might need. So please feel free to do that. So next week, I'm very excited about what's coming up. Because next week, we're going to start Christmas Hope together. This is a Fostering Hope Christmas program. There is going to be, when you come here next week, there's going to be a tree in the back. And it's going to be full of tags of gifts for children. We're sponsoring five children corporately. So there'll be the gifts... Gift tags will be on the tree. People will be able to, you'll be able to select tags and work with the team. Now we have five kids, and that means five teams. I'm one of the team leaders. Anybody else a team leader here? If you are, can you stand up, wave your hands? Okay, there goes Christina back there, and there's a few more. But we will all be available to talk if there's questions next week. But come ready to select a tag or two and to bless the community. Very excited about it because we're going to meet here on uh, Saturday and get all set up for this. Um, now, next Sunday after church, we're going to do the church decorating party. Anybody who would like to grab lunch and meet us back here? Going to place uh, make this place all Christmas-like. And then Sunday... November 12th, we have Friendsgiving. So this is after service as well. What I'm letting everybody know, this is going to be kind of a picnic where you bring your own picnic and we all hang out together. We're going to sit out and have a good, you know, good meal. Hopefully the weather will be fun, nice. We can be out there and play some games and enjoy each other's company. Maybe bring a little extra in case we have some guests so we can invite them to stay with us. And um, I think now we have a little video from Aladdin from when he came here and visited us last week. Hello, DCF. Thank you for having me there. Everybody it was great visit, encouraging. Uh, I hope it was good for you. It was good for me. God bless you. Stay strong and keep moving forward in the kingdom. Thank you. We were so happy to have him last week and to be reconnected with Bosnia when, um, as Dave was talking about, we're looking forward to increasing our giving to help them in that church. So um, speaking of giving, we have a few ways that you can do that. Um, there is a, a small box up here if you're still doing it old school by check. Feel free to use that or have a nice say it, cash. But... <laughs> We do have that available. There is online giving, and then, of course, uh, you can set up through your bank. All right, so with that, we're going to dismiss our kids, and um, we'll be hearing from Diane in just a few minutes. Lights, camera, action. <laughs> do you notice something different? Dave's not here. I look a little different and I'm styling. Brittany taught me this when we were in nursing school together. Have some style and some flair. I remember those red nails when we had our pinning ceremony. 
we were told that we were supposed to just uh, keep it simple. And she's like, listen, I just got these done for Christmas, and they ain't going nowhere. So the rest of us were boring and had, like, clear nail polish or nude color. And she's like, Pew! So if you haven't met Brittany yet, you need to, but come styling. So this is for you, Brittany. Yes. You know, um, we had a great community group time this last time. It was probably my favorite, honestly. And I'll be so very honest, because that's probably the theme today is a lot of honest. I don't like to just go and give up a night, listen to a video, even if it's good, and fill in the blanks, and then go home. So I was very excited that what we did this time was very interactive. We had, in our Sunday group, we had a little bit of everything. Fruits, nuts, and flakes. And you know which one you are. Um, we had a lot of different opinions. But you know what? There was room for those opinions. And it was great. In our finale of the community group, we had a little fun for the kids and um, for the adults. I, don't, I haven't even seen the video that Kristen made. But as we're getting ready to talk about community and how it's important to God. We thought we'd give you just a little taste of what it's like, a little tease. How's that sound? This is a community that likes to have fun. Just to give you 10 seconds to explain a little bit of that, we chose to do an obstacle course for the kids where they could all win, but they all had to go through age-appropriate things. And then there was one adult child that did the non-age-appropriate things. But in front of all of y'all, I don't think she's here because she's already back, Liliana blessed Alan because obviously he can't see very well. And she took care of him. She walked him around, and we were doing our little game with the dice where you had to get doubles. She's like, okay, you, no, 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 it's not doubles. Do it again. She walked him around, and she took it serious because she's a part of the family also. And she didn't treat that lightly. And let me tell you, Alan's been talking about it on and off. He'll, it'll just pop up, you know, with little comments from him about how Liliana just really took care of me. And it, it reminded me of that's what family's about. We have all these different people all coming together. And so what I wanted to talk about today is, is continuing the message that series that Dave has been going through. It's why does the local church matter? 
And the word that's the smallest is the one that I'm focusing on a lot, the local. Why is the local? We be the local right here, and there's local and more local in Dathan, but we, we be local right here. And why does it matter? Because it matters to God. We were created for community. God actually is a triune God, so he exists in community. And he made us that way as well. We are designed for that. And I'll, I'll talk about that some more. But I wanted to be honest with you. When I um, came here, I went through, I don't know, we could, you could probably count on your fingers how many stressors. I was trying to save a marriage, which it didn't succeed. There's one. I quit my job, sold my house, had to be responsible for packing it all up, flying over here with my 15-pound cat, come here the day before Christmas, and then on Christmas Day, the movers say, you have to, we have to empty it now. We have to empty everything out. So we got that all unpacked, put away, and within about three weeks, I was in school at 50 years of age, going back to school at 50, full-time. No job, just back to school. And... Then my mother had some medical problems. She had COPD and ended up being put in the hospital because she couldn't walk more than about 10 feet without gasping. So I had all that going on, and I had uh, my husband at the time living there um, but not wanting to be there. I'll, I will tell you, I remember sitting down. I can remember in the house that's now Galen's sitting down there and going, I think I'm having a heart attack. And I know women, because as a nurse, I know women don't always present the same as men do for heart attacks. And I thought, you know, there's no pain shooting down my left arm. But, And I said, I, I better find a doctor. I'm new here. And I, I found a doctor, and he said, so, what's going on? And I told him, well, you know, kind of a lot, kind of a lot. And he started ticking them off. Now, I know that, but I was so busy walk, trying to walk through it and survive it that I just didn't give myself the grace. And he said, it's surprising that you haven't felt this sooner. That's a lot. And then, so I, I kind of settled in, and I'm in school full time and, and um, dealing with being divorced and moving on and, and taking care of business, doing what I'm supposed to do. And I started to, I was trying to find a home church because it's important to plug in. And everywhere I went, I, I didn't feel at home. But the honest truth is, I was so busy being busy and taking care of business that I was attending but I wasn't involved. So it has nothing bad to say about the other churches that I attended. There's, there's a lot going on there that's amazing, but it's with me. I was attending, but I wasn't committed. And so I was lonely. I walked a lot of life very alone. And then I ended up in nursing school, and it was much harder than my four-year degree. Holy cow! It was a lot harder. Didn't think it would be, but I am serious girl. Those of you who know me know I'm a very intense person. Right, Brittany? I'm intense. 
So if I'm going to be taking care of a person, I'm going to take it intensely. So I don't want to just memorize things. I want to know it. And then I'm trying to get to know my fellow classmates. I'm the elder. They, when they talked about elderly, when you're taking care of the elderly. Well, I was 51. So in our nursing class, I was the elderly. They'd all look at me and go, so Diane, is that true? You know, but, but we bonded. But it's kind of like work people. They're your work friends, but ain't nobody asking me to come over or go out for coffee or, hey, here's a holiday. Um, you want to come join us? And it makes, makes a big difference. I was emotionally crowded. Does that make sense to you? I, I, I attended church, but I didn't invest for that reason. I let circumstances isolate me. I tried going to church but if you've worked a night shift, and they're usually, they say they're 12, but they're usually 13-hour shifts. And then you, I had to sleep in my car sometimes in the parking lot because I was so tired. So I couldn't even drive. It would have been under the influence. But then I thought, okay, okay, who's got an early service? Okay, okay, I can go to the 8.30 service and stay awake and then have to go run and crash because I had to work that night too. That's just a reason, but it was also an excuse. And I am responsible for a lot of my loneliness because I didn't plug in. And I don't know if you can relate to that, but I will say one thing that was amazing is when I came here, I was bombarded with love. Loretta bout choked me when she hugged me. She still does bout choke you, if you know. Let's be honest. She, her, one of her ministries is the ministry of hugging. She's not going to let you think that you don't matter. But it doesn't matter which church I was attending. If I didn't invest, I would have just been attending, right? So I wonder if you can relate to any of what I'm talking about. Do you struggle with this? Because being a part of a community takes time. For some of you all, the community group you went on Monday night or Thursday night, or Sunday, or maybe you didn't go. But I will tell you, if you didn't go, you missed out. Because we were challenged to grow, and we had opportunities to get to know people. I got to know some new folks, and then some old folks that I had no idea about before, and we, we grew closer together. But to engage requires a couple things. One of them is vulnerability. You have to let people see what's going on. You have to be honest when it doesn't mean that the world's falling apart, but if you're having an area of struggle, you have to be honest and willing to let someone see that. And transparency has a cost when you let people know what your struggle is. Because there are folks, if we're honest, that are going to judge us in our struggle. And you don't need to nod your head, but some of y'all know what that's like. And we get to love them anyway, right? Because we've been the judges as well, but we've been forgiven and grace on us. But it also, um, I'm challenged to look at the struggles that I have and that other people have and that we go through it together, arm in arm, to go through the struggles together. And that's the beginning of what community means to me. If you are content 
with the us four and no more. You know, like I've got my husband and wife and 2.2 or what. If you're just comfortable with your little thing, I believe God has something to say about that. So if you want to buckle in, I'm going to quickly go through some scriptures for you. What does God say about community? He says we were made in his image. Genesis 2 says it is not good for man to be alone. In the original Hebrew, the alone means to not be separate or to be isolated. And it's not just speaking to married couples. I've been single more, time, more years than I've been married. We're working on two years, but most of my life, I know what it's like to be single. And you can be single and not be isolated or separate. It depends on what you do with the time that he's given you. God created Adam, and then he saw that he needed another. And all the animals and other creation didn't fit the bill. So he created Eve. And as anyone that's been in any relationship or men and women that talk together, are we not opposite pretty much? And that is the way he created it. And I can appreciate the difference or I can challenge it and fight it. When I challenge and fight it, nothing good comes out of that. But when I realize that together, that the he and the she or the different people make something stronger, then everyone benefits. And that applies in community. Family matters. It says in Psalm 68.6 that God set the lonely, which is the solitary, in families. And I, I thought that was awesome what Lori said. That wasn't planned, but no one is forgotten or neglected by God. Not one of us. Even if the enemy is telling you, you've been set aside or you've been forgotten. That is a lie and it, it is just absolutely not true and we have to pull it out by the roots. I thought this was real interesting. I was reading about community and someone made this really, I, don't, I can't tell you who it was, but he, he said, made a point. He said, Jesus could have accomplished everything that he did without anyone. And I don't agree with that because part of why he came was to do what he did. So it would have been um, incomplete. He instead chose 12 men and he gave them a power and authority to do the Father's will. He taught them, he trained them, he preached with them, he lived with them, he prayed for them within a community. Without the community, you are setting up, just like me, and I did it. Boy, I can look at some decisions because I was outside of community. There are some decisions now that I look at and go, probably wouldn't have done that if I'd had community and the benefits that go with that. The early church was together daily. Now, we could get a bus and maybe a piece of land. Some of y'all maybe have a piece of land. We could have our own commune, but I don't think that's where we're headed. But in a different culture, a different time, they were together all the time. You had need, you just shared. People sold things, and it was all together. The, the reality of that is still here with us. When we hear of a need... As part of a family, we reach out and say, God, can I, can I help? Is this something you want me to help with? And we gather together with prayer, and there is something about that prayer that's together that's different than private prayer. 
Okay, here's where I'm going to go quick for you. A few benefits of community. Proverbs 15:22, wise counsel. It's one of the big ones. Plans fail for a lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. That question mark is saying, do you believe it? Because that's straight from scripture and NIV. That's what I was referring to when if I had community and chosen it, there are probably some decisions that would, I wouldn't have made or would have made them differently, but not inviting counsel in. When we invite others into our lives, God will use them to speak wisdom, give us perspective, and walk alongside us. That's huge. Another one, 2 Corinthians 1, 3 to 4, comfort. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. He designed us to comfort others from that source. Not from our own personality and just saying, I'm just going to enable them or um, take over their life. But he gives us that source and he gives us the wisdom to come alongside someone. Colossians 3.16, rekindled worship. says, let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Worshiping God is our present and it is our future. It is our present and it is our future. There is a power and there are confidence and trust in God that is released when we corporately come together, that's different than when we sing alone. I, I, I like hearing all the voices, but it's the fact that we are agreeing and declaring something together. Okay, I said I was going to go quick. Um, worshiping together refocuses our minds on the truth about him and reminds us of the character of God in his heart. Matthew eighteen twenty, powerful prayer. We almost all know this one probably. For where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. Praying together was something that disciples did daily. Well, that's not always going to work for us. But we, most of us have someone. If you're not living with someone, there's someone you could call. And it might be an amazing habit to just say, all right, let's, let's do our, our agreement together. I need the input of another person because sometimes I'm up to my eyeballs and I need to speak truth. This week it was Aminta. She sp spoke truth to me and she spoke it with such grace, with such grace. And one of the things I have to tell you that this woman did, she's not going to get a big head about it. She listened to me. I wasn't judged. But she said, okay, that's where you are. Where do you want to be? What does God say about that? And we declared it together. It was a powerful thing to be in community, even if it's just the two of us. Aminta, I thank you for that. That was powerful. Philippians 4, 8, and 9. It also gives us in community a sharper focus and perspective. 
Philippians says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever things are true, I'm going to skip it, whatever things are noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice, and here's the promise, and the God of peace will be with you. So to me, that very much speaks to where is my focus and my perspective. When we are going hard after something, the enemy also likes to put things in your path. And sometimes you need another person to give you perspective. Maybe you've prayed something and you're not seeing the answer. The enemy wants to say, did God say? Or you're just not hearing him right. But community can say, let's breathe. Let's focus on the one who created us and loves us like we don't even know how to love completely. He loves us that way. And let's proclaim what God has said. What is his perspective? And it does renew our mind. Iron sharpens iron. Have you heard that one before? Does iron sharpening iron feel good when, when you're involved in it? Thank you. I'm hearing you. It does not. But it does smooth out some of our edges and it makes us a better tool in the hand of God. It's powerful, but it's not going to happen if we isolate and hibernate. It's when we open ourselves up to other people and allow them to be a part of it. And the answer and the promise is, it gives us peace. I would say that it's fair and fairly accurate that most everyone here has gone through seasons of spiritual drought. Where it's dry. It's dry. You know God speaks to you, but you don't sense it. That's another place where community comes in and they speak. Sometimes they speak the word of God to you. The world likes to pull our attention left and right. And I'm not just talking about, you know, pick, pick your uh, bad thing, your vice of choice. I'm not just talking about that. All of our responsibilities in life pull us left and right. And even those good responsibilities can participate in the dryness. But coming together for worship, studying the word of God, and enjoying fellowship revives and refreshes us. This refreshes my soul and my mind. So I would say, if you look around, look around at the people, even just right now, if you humor me, look around at the people. Are there people here that if you connected with them, you, it might be an iron sharpening iron, but in the end, is there growth? Is there a promise of peace that comes with that? When we look around, we see people in the world striving for significance. Some are trying to do it with finances, with how they dress, with how they look. What do you do for a living? It's, it's any of those things. You know, who's the most popular at school? Sometimes that's it. Who's got the biggest bank account? 
who's got the best boyfriend, girlfriend, depending on your situation. When we look at that struggle, it, it never truly succeeds because it's created by God. And we have the answer. We have the answer that we matter to God. We are precious to God. And that is more than enough. What's interesting in this community talk is sometimes you hear the word missional, and that means different things in, to different people. But I challenge all of us to take it out of a, of a word that might be cluttered with all kinds of things and say, who is around you? It might be your neighbors, even the ones that don't ever you know, mow their lawn or put, park their car right where you can't get out of the driveway. It might be that. It might be a wonderful neighbor. It might be a server at a restaurant. But we know that we matter to God. We know. We have learned that in this community. If you're diving in and digging in, we know that we matter to God. He spoke it to you before you ever got here, but when we interact with each other, it is a reminder over and over that we matter to him. So what I would say is, when we have people in our path, that is our chance to share the truth. And we went out with Greg and Michelle, and we were at Northlands headed to our California trip, and we went out to a meal with them, and they did something that I, I'm going to tell you about. So if, if everyone does it, it'll, it'll be weird, but it'll be amazing. We were, had our order, and we had our food, came down. It was all looking really good. And Greg turned to the server, and he says, we're about to pray for our meal. Is there anything we can pray for you about, you or your family? And he just had this, you know, he didn't do the bug eyes. He just kind of looked at him. He's like, is there anything? And then he stopped. Every single time he did it, there was this little, uh, well, actually, well, Alan and I have tried it. Every single time, they said, well, actually, yeah. And I said, well, it would be our honor. And it's amazing sometimes how God will take something that simple. And we don't need to hear the Spirit of God say, this is the one you're supposed to talk to. If he's placed you around people, they are your people. So it might be in a hospital, you're doing a medical procedure. It might be all kinds of things, wherever you work. When we ask, how are you doing? And then we take the time to listen. We've done our part, then the Holy Spirit does his part. And we get to share with someone that they matter that they matter first to God. And when they get that, it's so easy to accept the fact that we matter to each other. But if we just sit in the chairs, we'll never really know that. Here at DCF, we have um, grace teams. And that's, it's not just to get the work done. Like the worship team, that's one grace team. Um, you have greeters, we have 
production. We have all kinds of things that people are committing to. It's not just to get the things done. Trust and believe. We get to know each other. We get to know each other in community when we're in that. And then we have the community groups where there's opportunities. I'm just going to challenge you. Consider how to be part of community. And let's invite people into community. It's wonderful. I use the excuse of speaking today to ask my neighbor to come and my adopted daughter, I call her that, and one other person. They didn't make it today. But I invited them, and they know I love them, and they know that they matter. So we have the good news, and I need to be ready to share it. I wanted to give you, as I get ready to wrap up, one huge scripture that all this is based on. And our worship team on Wednesday had the most amazing time. We went through the songs that we needed to. But then our leader said, I believe God's saying we need to go after some other things. And people were praying for people, having the conversations they needed to, and we drew closer. It was a powerful time. And this is what I shared with them. It's Romans 15, 5 through 7. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus. Accept one another, then, just as Christ accepted you, in order to bring praise to God. That acceptance thing doesn't come easy sometimes, does it? It's like, well, if she would just do this, it would be better, or she always says it that way. But I have found, even in this last two weeks, I've had some wonderful opportunities to say, I need y'all. And my life is not the same as the time before I committed and became part of this community. If it's not this community, you're welcome here. If it's not this community, find where you're supposed to be. Because without that, the picture I have is a bunch of sheep following the shepherd. And then one says, well, grass over there looks really good. That's where they get in trouble. But we are designed to be in community, in protection and support of each other. So let's be plug and play people. I don't know if that relates to some of y'all. I remember like, oh, that program's, that app is easy. You just download it, open, ready to go. But plug in and play our part to the glory of God. If we focus on that, which is our main call to give the glory to God, it is contagious. It is contagious to others. They'll say, I'm going through this and so is she, or I know what she's going through. But how is she handling it that way? Or I've kind of been rough to her or him. Why are they so kind to me? Or if they messed up, why did they come and ask for forgiveness? What do they have? Because whatever it is, 
I want. That's missional. That's living honestly before all the people that God puts in our lives. But I honestly believe that a lot of that won't happen unless we practice it in community. And we build the foundation of it. And then the the wings are ready to flap and give you even more confidence to ask that person, how are you doing? What's the big challenge that you're having today? Because I'm praying for my meal. I'd love to pray for you. And then watch God work. As the worship team's coming back up, um, I'm going to ask you to do something with me. Um, it involves posture, because I'm a big believer in posture matters. So there's a song we're going to sing. It's called The Blessing. And to me, this song is people of God proclaiming the blessing over other people. Because we need to hear the truth from each other. Sometimes we just need it. We might be the biggest giver, and we might be the biggest receiver, and we might be both. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do, is we're going to actually stand up, if you don't mind. Come on, you've been sitting for a while. You're good. And just everyone, if you'll turn to the center, and what we're going to do is kind of clump in together a little bit. So even if you didn't take a shower, just kind of clump in a little bit. We're making sort of a circle. Okay, I'm going to come in the middle of your circle, so hold on a second. Our munchkins are going to come right in the middle of the circle. So y'all come and be the sweet center of the, of the circle, okay? So you can join us. So we're going to sing the blessing song, which is us declaring it to each other. And I never want to finish our time together without also taking it to the Lord. And giving the final worship to him, okay? This is not the time to be shy. This side, they need to hear it way over there. Vice versa, okay? Even if you got a squawky voice, join me in being squawky.
Amen. So be it. This is so be it. Amen. shine upon you. Be gracious to you. Lord, turn his face toward you and give you peace. Peace, Lord God. Peace.
thank you for speaking truth and using each one of us in this community to speak the truth, to declare the truth that you are for us, you are with us, so be it. Amen. 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 Now, we might as well stay right here. We're going to go back to Good, Good Father because we always want to remember the source of everything. I would have despaired had I not seen the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Well, today I think we saw in uh, the goodness of the Lord, we saw it here as this body blessed each other. We saw it here through the word of God that Diane spoke to us this morning. We saw it here through the worship of God. So we see the goodness of God in everything. And this community makes it all worthwhile. 
So this morning, uh, if you have any needs or you need prayer, the prayer team will be up here. If there are any words of wisdom or uh, words of knowledge that, uh, up, that are on the screen that strike you or you connect with, uh, and maybe you want to uh, pray over that, we'll be available. And so we love you. Uh, we thank you for being here. And uh, if you have nothing else, I hope you have a wonderful week.